My father is a businessman. He always would tell me an overnight success is 15 years, but nobody sees the 15 years. with me, Steve Meller, and as a member of the CG Sports Network, we are the show that seeks to light the competitive fire within you in order to succeed within your career. My guest today is a photographer of 17 years. He has just a true uh, true love of sport in general and actually has made a career in the last five to six years of photographing specifically those in athleisure, which is a term you're going to hear all about within our interview. Alex Palumbo is based out of New York City and someone that you're going to find out here is extremely competitive as anybody would need to be when you're working within the arts. And photography is very much a dog-eat-dog world. Let's think about it. You're an individual. You're trying to set yourself apart in a way where you can actually get work from one job to the next. There is a ruthless element to this career. And of course, a lot of education is required, a lot of practice, a lot of probably failure, a lot of opportunity, everything that comes under that competitive umbrella that we like to analyze and learn from. But in addition to all of this, most recently, Alex has been working on a personal project named the 202020, which is actually geared towards highlighting the stories of 20 Olympic hopefuls for what was initially for the 2020 Olympic Games and has obviously now been pushed towards the summer of 2021. Alex's initial project that was going to simply be a social media campaign turned and evolved into a book, as you'll find out within our interview. And for anybody that is looking for information regarding buying this book, you can just head to palombophotography.com and that is P-A-L-O-M-B photography.com for more information on the book on Alex and everything that you need to know the book will be available on March 1st for pre-sale with 20% of those sales actually going to the 20 Olympic hopefuls themselves so just an awesome cause awesome idea but let's listen into the interview as a whole first and find out from Alex exactly what his career up to this point has been all about and why it was that I believed that Alex was going to be a fantastic guest to join us on the Career Competitor Podcast today. So without any more time to lose, let's hop right into our interview with Alex Palombo and I hope you all enjoy. All right, well, I am extremely excited to be welcoming on Alex Palombo to the Career Competitor Podcast. So much fantastic stuff to go into today with you, but to begin with, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's it's pretty cool. It's very cool, actually. Yeah. Well, I uh, this has been uh, a couple months in the making, and it, it's it's been something that I've I've had sort of penciled down for a long time in terms of just being so excited to bring you on. And uh, instead of me trying to explain what it is you do, why don't you go ahead and do that? So fire away. <laughs> I'm a fashion and fitness photographer in New York City. So what that basically means is. Uh, not high fashion. So fashion is broken up into a bunch of different things. You have beauty, you have high fashion, you have fashion, you have lifestyle, um, and a couple other genres. 
what I mostly shoot is well, what I used to, what I started mostly shooting was was lifestyle fashion. So sort of like Ralph Lauren type stuff, which is you know that's that's considered more lifestyle. The high fashion stuff is like the Valentino, the Oscar de la Renta, the real high end couture type mm -hmm. of um, type of stuff. Uh, I was doing that for a while, and then about right around the time when like Lululemon and Under Armour started breaking out, when they okay. started when there was a movement where fitness clothing and workout clothing used to be uh, just really not, it used to be just be for working out. That's it. Sure. And it was not attractive. It was, you know, and, you know, you saw the big, you know, the dudes had the big cuts down here <laughs> and the stripes and all that. But really Lululemon and, and Under Armour were the, really the first two big companies to make it fashionable. Mm -hmm. And as that broke out and became big, a new, a new version of a uh, subsection called athleisure started coming out. And that's like what you see today, you know, with the yoga pants and, and all that stuff. And I've always been an athlete growing up and I love sports and I love everything about them. And I've never been into the whole drama and the party scene and, and all that. So for me, the transition of, of being able to shoot athletes now because they started using for models, they started using actual fit models and, and models with muscles and, 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 uh, and athletic, uh, mm. actual professional athletic um, models. So I started transitioning and really finding a, a, a passion for that. I always had a passion for photography. I love photography. It's what I do and what I want to do. Sure. Um, but I could now enter the sports aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And so I started directing more toward that. And now I'm pretty much focused mostly on that with the fashion background, but I shoot mostly fitness and now um, like professional sports uh, figures and, 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 you know, now with the project Olympians and stuff, mm -hmm. um, which I consider professional, even though technically they're amateur, but they're sure. professional athletes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all... It's funny because as someone who's been so involved in, in sports like I have my entire life, it was noticeable, like you said, about seven years ago where there was this very conscious movement of, of, of trying to make athlete wear, as you coin, as you use that term, uh, athleisure, where you know that has really taken off. And it's also coincided with you know, social media and all that kind of stuff and, and, and this version of celebrities now that exist mainly to portray a very different version of the human body, which I, I'm all for because I think, you know, for, for someone who's worked in sport, specifically worked with women in the sport of swimming as long as I have, body image has always been this difficult topic. And it's been really great to see in the last five or six years how women that do have muscles and women that are athlete built are not being sort of hidden or asked to wear certain types of clothing to hide said muscles. Um, I think it's really cool to see that empowering movement taking place. And, and for you working with these athletes so up close, have you detected that? Have you noticed that sort of almost weight off their shoulders of like, I can be me? So it's, it's very interesting because it goes in waves. It's funny, we have a love-hate relationship with athletes. Mm. Um, especially women athletes, mm -hmm. right? On one hand, you know, women are supposed to be this, you know, thin, blah, 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 you know, that whole look, which I personally am not into, but 
But then you take these athletic women with muscles and stuff, and everybody looks up to them because that's how the human body, you know, it, it shows the work. It shows just the beauty mm -hmm. of it. It shows, you know, this is who you are, you know. And, and But then also then past that, then if they get, quote, quote, too big, then they're not, you know, then it's not whatever. And it's like, wait a second, you know. Um, so when that, that did happen, it was I did hear from a lot of women like not talking to him, but like, you know, you hear around that it was kind of freeing because now, mm. now you're not, you're healthier. You're allowed to be a little more healthier um, than, than, you know, traditionally in the past. Um, mm. it, it then circled around again. So it's, it's kind of this evolving circle, but yeah. what it does is women, it, it does empower women though, to see an athlete with muscles and stuff like that. Even if, in the back of her mind, she's saying, oh, that might be too big. It might be too manly. Mm -hmm. I think it actually empowers women because mm -hmm. it shows that they can be, it, they don't have to fit into the size too, you know, mm -hmm. and that's not realistic. And it lets them say, you know, I can be healthy. You know? mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I think, um, it is it's it's refreshing and I'm, I'm glad that it's, it's happened. And like you said, like anything, it's always going to have these cycles of, maybe being viewed or looked down upon at certain times. But I think with the, just the, the power of, of the social medias of the world and, and, and things like the athlete brands that are Under Armour and Lululemon, they're, they're not going away anytime soon, you know? So this stuff is, is going to continue to keep being pushed, which is, you know, fantastic. And in terms of just your career now, I'd love to just sort of get into that a little bit here. You, you talked about how, how long you've been doing what you've been doing and you know, we spoke a little bit before we, we started recording here. And when it comes to anything in the arts, it's very easy to assume that it's not a competitive world. Everyone's just doing everyone's just doing this thing that they love to do. And that's it. That's the beginning and the end of it. Yeah. I know better. Obviously, and here you are laughing already. You know much, much better than I do. Talk to me a little bit about what it's been like for you in terms of the competitive world of yeah. photography throughout your career to date. Okay, so when I when I went to school, I went to school for photography, um, which doesn't matter, but it does. Um, you know, they gave the impression that you know you graduate, you charge ten thousand dollars a day, and you make art. You know, right. and that's what you as as an artist, you actually believe that for mm -hmm. the most part. Um, if you've never had any real world experience in art before that. Um, and then you graduate and you're most likely, unless you're lucky and you're in New York already mm. or, or Paris or Milan, one of these big fashion cities, you're probably waiting tables. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's kind of like, okay, now figure it out. Mm. And you're at least in a school setting, you're with your peers. Once you get out of school, you don't know anybody. Mm. And, and, you are against everybody else who is also at the point where you are. And so, you know, in order to accomplish anything, you, there's the prize of, I want to get a job. That's essentially what we're trying to do as artists. We're trying to get a job. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody's trying to get a job. It's, 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 it's no different than I'm trying to get first place. Right. Mm -hmm. Because except the fact there is no second place because mm -hmm. it's either get a job or don't get a job. Right. Right. And it's not like I get a job and now I have a job. And so I never have to 
do that again. What you get your job and it lasts, well, at least in photography, it lasts a couple of days or if you're lucky a week or so, and then you, you the job's done and then you have to get another one. Sure. Um, and so we're all kind of, it's like as if we're playing a, a you know, individual sport mm-hmm. and, and our goal is to get work. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is entirely the whole way. So you basically have to find your, you know, I call, so I, I was saying cheerleaders, right? Which are your mm-hmm. coaches, your peers, your support, your, you know, everything. And then you also have to learn your craft. My experience has been, you know, interning, you intern, which is like an apprenticeship, which is mm-hmm. kind of the equivalent of practicing, right? You sure. practice under like a mentor or, or someone who is very successful. You learn from them. Um, you, in the meantime, you're always trying to figure out, meet more, more people, refine your craft. Um, along the way, you get taken advantage of. You, you, uh, you have other people that are trying to do whatever they can. Mm-hmm. And unlike sports, and this is why I think in some ways it's a little harder, there is no one way to do it. Sure. Where, like, for, for sports, like, let's say, you know, I'll take swimming because you're a swim coach, right? If you're going to do a flip turn, this technique on how to do the flip turn, sure. right? It, it, it's right or wrong. There's, there could probably be some variations. I don't know. But, uh, you know, but generally to yeah, get the, the most, most out of that flip turn, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have proper technique. With sure. photography, yes, you have to be in focus and stuff. But to get work, who knows? There's no, there's no if and, you know, it could be any way to be successful as a photographer. And, and, and so then you run into also other people. Like I was, I've been told straight to my face when I was, I was interning a photo agent um, back when I first came to New York and they told me straight to my face, you will never <laughs> still guess me. This is, you know, I'm successful. This is, you know, probably 15 years ago. Sure. You will never be a fashion photographer. Wow. You know, you might as well shoot weddings, which shooting weddings is fine. It's just not what I wanted to do. Sure. And they said that straight to my face. And, and, and to me, that's no different than somebody saying, you'll never be a quarterback or sure, you'll sure. never make it to blah, blah, blah on the team mm. or whatever. You know? Mm-hmm. you know, you have to take that on and say kind of F you, you know, mm-hmm. to yourself and, and say, you know what? And that's, I'm going to do this. And, and not only am I going to do this, but I'm going to do it with everybody else trying to do it. I'm going to find my way. And, and that, what I found is the biggest competition is myself. Mm-hmm. We always are competing as a photographer against every other photographer. However, for me personally, I'm the one who, who is the most critical of myself, Absolutely. which is kind of helps me in a way because now I don't have to listen to everybody else, <laughs> you know, because if I think it's good, then I think it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I think it's shit, then yeah, everyone can say it's great. But if it, if I think it isn't, it, it just means I always want to do better, you know. Sure. But it's that that to me is what competition is. Mm-hmm. It's it's the fact of that you you are doing the best you can to reach a goal that others are as well, and you have to find a way to do it. And that mm. essentially is is what my career has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and another big thing that I had to learn, um, and I only learned this recently, which sucks, like <laughs> in the last four years, is that 
everything that you have is a positive and a negative depending on the context. Mm. So for example, at times I can be stubborn, right? Or, or, or better yet, yeah, at time, let's say at times I can be stubborn. Mm-hmm. Well, that can be a negative if you have to, you know, because, you know, sometimes somebody says, oh, I want it this way, I want it this way, this is the better way to do it. And you look back and you say, okay, yeah, you're right. You can't be stubborn that. So if I were stubborn, that would be a negative. However, if given a different context, if I come into a situation and the shit's going down, like mm-hmm. lights are falling and, and, you know, people are like, oh, we can't get this shot. I'm saying, no, we can't get the shot. We will get the shot. You know, right. we'll find a way. You know, that's being stubborn, mm. right? And so in that context, the stubbornness, you know, not quitting, that's not, not quitting is stubbornness, uh, is a positive. You know, sensitivity is the same thing. I'm, I'm sensitive. You mm. know, it's part of why I'm an artist. Well, hearing people get at you, you know, because you're always going to have your critics, um, that can affect me sometimes as sure. it does with everybody. So if I, if I'm too sensitive, too sensitive, then that would be a negative, but it's also positive because as soon as I meet someone, I can relate and I can make them feel comfortable mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's my job. So, you know, I hope I'm that way where in other aspects of life, it might be a negative. That makes a lot of sense. And, and so many, so many fantastic points there. I, you know, the, one thing that I, I have to identify first is just that turning every quality that you have based on the context uh, into a positive or a negative. It's something that, you know, you hear it and you go sort of, well, duh, but I don't think we are as conscious or aware of that as we as we may need to be. And I, as someone who coaches athletes, I can say outright that every single one of their qualities depending on the day depending on the situation can certainly be considered a positive or a negative there's no doubt about that and uh in your line of work i totally understand how that can be the case too as much as the the people that you're working with i can imagine uh in terms of their ability to collaborate as opposed to not want to collaborate um you know and 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 that can be a lot of the time, probably negative if they're not willing to collaborate or listen right. to you. But then that sensitivity that you talked about there can sort of make up for maybe that lack of collaboration on their part. So suddenly this thing that could potentially be seen as a negative on your part is now become this massive positive because it can actually resolve this inability for someone to maybe want to collaborate with you in that situation. So I think it it goes, it, it's so multifaceted. That's what I like about it. You know, it, it you know, one person's strength on one day can be the reason why it works because of another person's weakness and vice versa. You know, that's that's a, just a really cool uh, bit of insight. But while you were talking there in terms of that sort of mindset that you have as a photographer, it makes me think of, you know, a basketball player in a gym shooting free throw after free throw and saying, like, I'm not leaving here until I shoot X amount of free throws in a row. And and, and you're there getting this. You're, I'm not leaving until this picture is exactly this shot is exactly the way i want it to look i have a vision of what it's going to look like no one plan on leaving until we get that shot that i have envisioned and i think that in itself is as competitive as it gets like you said the 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 greatest competitor that you're working with on a day-to-day basis is yourself and i think that for our listeners is something that will resonate with them no doubt because that's really what we're about on this show is 
is that inner battle, that inner struggle at times to deal with you, the competitor, uh, because you are going to be your harshest critic. Uh, but at the same time, how do you maybe enjoy those moments when you know you do get the shot? Because it is something I like to talk about now and again on this show, because I think we do talk so much about being hard on yourself, being competitive, et cetera, et cetera. But there is a, there is a result. There is a performance. There is something that you get out of it and say, wow, yes, I'm delighted with this. How does that feel firstly? But what, what does that process look like when you say, I got it. I, I, I have what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, 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 yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, so <laughs> there's, there's, for me, there's two ways I, you know, I get a shot. One, you know, you're there and you're working it and, and you're trying to get it. And, and then you see something and you get it. And mm -hmm. that's very re rewarding. And it's like, wow, that's, that's amazing. That's a cool shot. What's even more rewarding? And this is this doesn't happen all the time. And if it happened all the time, that's it probably wouldn't be as rewarding. But sure. that when you go in before you even or it's in set at the set or wherever, and you have a picture in your mind of what you want to get, and you can see the image in your mind, and then you go in and you do whatever you need to do, and you get it, mm -hmm. and and it's like you've seen what you've wanted to do, mm -hmm. you you've done the work, as in setting up and and talking about. It you've connected with everything that you've needed to do. And then you've, you've built, you've created this thing that was what you saw originally of what you wanted to do. And it, it just, it, it's, it's hard to describe. It, it's, it, it's what well, you're, you're talking like someone right now at the, at, at the, at the end of that performance, like you just said, like when they get an interview and they can't put into words, <laughs> that feeling yeah. and i think that's something that people need to understand in in your work because because the the reason why you get that successful shot is because you're so driven to get it and i think that that it's that's why again we go back to what we said at the beginning with the hey you, you know you get the nice camera you go to school you start taking pictures and people you charge people ten thousand dollars <laughs> and, and you're a photographer like it's not that simple. No. It's so naive to think that way, and it's 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 also incredibly disrespectful to think that way too. Um, yeah. you know. So I, that's what I'd love listening to you talk right now is that you can't describe it, and that's awesome. That's so. No. Yeah, and 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 listen, like yeah, no, the what people don't understand, and, and this is what you know. And, and same thing with the athletes is. I think it's the amount of work it takes. It's you earn it, you earn it. And, and as a human being, things you earn make you feel as I like to say, as a productive part of humanity, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you earn it, you you know that you've put the work in, you know that you've used your skill set. you know that everything up until that point has brought you to this point and then you can execute it, you know, and, and, and you win, you win. That's the, yeah. for me, I won right mm -hmm. now in that moment, I won. There'll be other moments and stuff, but in that moment, I just won. I did everything I could and I succeeded. Mm. And, and, and the feeling you get from it is that everything I've done was worth it. Yeah. This is why I do this. 
Yeah. You know, I've never done drugs in my life besides alcohol. Uh, but the best way I can describe it is if I were to do drugs, this would be a high. This oh, yeah. Would be high. It's euphoria. No, it's yes. total euphoria. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it can be a little addictive. Uh, you know, and, <laughs> sure. it, you're, you know, you're always success, well, success. Success is addicting. You know, success is addicting as it should be. Um, yeah. You know, again, like trying to chase that next high, right? Yeah. You know, it's a it's it's a very similar very similar process, and it's it's something I can relate to as a coach too. Those moments when athletes do that thing that I know they're capable of, yeah. it, it, it's a it's a version of euphoria every single time. It doesn't matter the level that their ceiling is at. Um, if they're reaching that ceiling, and I'm witnessing it, and I know everything that went into that moment, it's it's euphoria. It's it's just total delight in that moment. You know, one thing I, I really do want to get onto is the work you've been doing most recently with the 20, 2020 project. And yeah. I think for me, this was just when when I when I was first introduced to you, I got to look into this a little bit. And this for me was just incredible. And, and again, instead of me trying to explain what it is, you go ahead and do that for us. Okay. Um, so the 202020 project, it started out as a personal project for me. So basically, um, Last September, not 2020, 2019, mm. um, I had an opportunity to shoot uh, an Olympian, um, a Canadian Olympian, and a, an Olympian hopeful um, for Team USA. And I just started talking to him. Like one of the greatest things I love, especially with shooting athletes and and uh, being around anyone really, is learning their world. I love mm. it. I, I I'm somebody who always wants to learn. Um, but I got to talk to them a little about, and they had a story as everybody does. And so, you know, the shoot was great. We got great shots, whatever, but it was originally supposed to be just for, you know, um, portfolio pieces, you know, mm -hmm. just promo pieces and stuff like that. And I, I came back and, you know, over the course of the next month, I started thinking about, you know, how cool would it be to shoot, to photograph, uh, these athletes? you know, that are trying to make the Olympics. Of course, the Olympics is the pinnacle of, of sport. My partner and I came up with this idea of what if we could shoot Olympic hopefuls trying to make the 2020 games? And again, it's supposed to be a, a personal project. It was just going to be for my portfolio and then a social media campaign. And, you know, and always in the back of my mind, it'd be like, oh, it'd be cool if this was a book but I'd never done a book before and that's a whole nother thing. So I was just like, social media is easy. You know, we can get people bring awareness to these athletes stuff. So we pictured, we thought 2020, 20 is the 2020 games, 20 athletes, you know, 20, we, I figured was a good number to get not a ton, but enough. Um, and then in December, 2019, uh, I shot, my first athlete and it was going to be i decided it would be a portrait of each athlete an action shot of them either doing their sport or practicing their sport you know training and then five questions mm. and the five questions were why do you do your sport what is your story what is making the olympic team mean to you is there anything about you or your sport that you feel is misunderstood? And then do you have a personal motto or mantra? Mm. And the other thing was I was paying this all myself. This is all on my own thing. Wow. So I was limited to basically the Northeastern seaboard, you know, being in New York city, anywhere within 
you know, three hour to five hour to six hour car ride or mm -hmm. train ride, you know? And then I just started trying to find athletes. And, and at my first athlete that I shot, uh, Bruce Carrington, he's a boxer out of Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. um, the week before Christmas, 2019, he came, you know, we shot the portraits in my studio and, and he, he's just such an amazing person. Mm. And I knew that I had something, um, sure. you know, and we nailed it and, and it became just this, you know, again, it was supposed to be an internet, just a social media campaign. Yeah. And that's what it was. And so then it was just that started the project and then COVID hit. Yeah. I had already shot about half of them when COVID mm. hit about nine of them and yeah. some, some of the like, half of, you know, some portraits of some of them. And then about September-ish, when I started shooting them again, I realized, you know what, this has to be a book. You know, just because the experience with these athletes, it, it didn't, it stopped becoming about my work or anything like that. And it became about, once I, I heard these, these athletes' stories and all this, it came about people need to see them. People yep. need, I need to showcase them. People need to know what they go through. People need mm -hmm. to know their stories. People need to see them. I mean, these are Olympic hopefuls. Some of them will make it. Some of them won't. This is their dream. It, mm -hmm. It's not about if they win or lose. It's about the pursuit of their dream. And that's what it's called, the 2020 Project, The Pursuit of a Dream. It's mm -hmm. about this is what they've been doing in, in their one goal their whole entire life. And, and especially now, people need that. I mean, it's mm -hmm. inspiration. That's all it is. It's just inspiration. It's, it's heartache. It's work. It's, it's everything. And, and that hit me. And I was like, this has to be a book. And yeah, so, so it's a 11 by 11, 240 page book of you know, 20 athletes who are trying to make the 2020 games and their mm -hmm. story. And, and, and there's a section on the effects of COVID on some of them sure. and, um, and what they've gone through and they're, you know, it, it's just, they inspired me sure. they, and they inspire me. And, and it's just, people need to see it because we need that now more than ever. It's just, you know, and so that's kind of what the 2020 project is. It's a showcase mm -hmm. to put it, sum it up. It's a showcase of people pursuing their dream. I love that. I love it. And, and you listen to those five questions there as well within it. And the, the fourth one you mentioned there really jumped out to me that anything, anything misunderstood about your sport. And the reason why that jumps out to me with you, the photographer is what a wonderful way to present something that is maybe misunderstood about a person's sport than through art. Like just, just being able to take these people, like you said, in an action shot potentially, and just say, you know, this is me. This is me in my domain. This is me in action. This is this is who I am. This is what I do. This is my almost my everything in terms of my being on Earth right now. And if you don't, if you can't understand it, then I'm going to explain it. But at the same time, I'm also going to portray it through through this version of art. And I think that there's a obviously a beauty in that. And and for someone who has seen a number of people go through that process of attaining going attaining an olympic just bid in general but then in some cases a few olympic medalists along the way seeing what is required there is so 
much misunderstood about the journey so much and there's all these sort of people just sort of saying like oh i feel so bad for the athletes last year you know with the olympics like do you though like do you really understand what another year is is gonna do to some of these people and 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 the the sheer blood sweat tears emotions that go into these journeys and to hear that there is something like this book that's going to portray this for a number of people that I'm sure in, in a lot of cases aren't necessarily household names. They're just, yeah. you know, just, just, just athletes, just, just athletes at their absolute purest. And, and that is just a, a, a beautiful thing because like you said, people need to know, people need to know what it takes to get to where it is that they are just to have an opportunity, just to have a chance to, to, yeah. to maybe go to an Olympic game. That in itself makes this whole book, this whole idea, this journey that you've been on, just such a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah. And 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 it goes and in the thing that you you know, I hope people pick up is it goes beyond just the Olympics. Mm. It goes beyond oh, yeah. anybody and this is you could substitute Olympics for for me it's it's photography. Sure. You know, for you know, for a guy building a business, it's you know, a restaurateur, it's it's having his own restaurant. Mm. You know, whatever your dream is, athletics is just an easier way for me to showcase it because there are the everyone knows it and, and parameters and people can relate to athletics because it's so prevalent in our society. Mm. Um, however, they also don't know what they also don't know what goes on underneath. You know, like mm. like my father is a businessman. He always would tell me an overnight success is 15 years. You know, <laughs> so and, and that. Yeah, but nobody sees the 15 years, right? You know, it's like in, in photography, nobody sees that for 17 years since I've been in New York, I've been friggin, you know, hustling and grinding and, and this and that. And they see that, oh, you have this and that's great. Oh, look, you just you made it. No, I, it's it, you know, just like these athletes, you know, they didn't just get on a skull and just start rowing. Mm. Right. They, they, you know, Emily had to go you know, cross country a couple times, finding boat houses so that she could friggin' even train. And then once she gets there six months later, the coach leaves and she has to find right. a new boat house because, you know, I mean, like, like people don't get it. A dream isn't just something you wake up and do, you know, mm -hmm. and it takes courage. It takes true courage. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also why people respect it so much. And, and, and everybody, like they look at somebody trying to reach whatever their dream is. And they have to respect it because the amount of work it takes and the amount of courage it takes to, to when everything's coming at you and falling apart and just saying, well, you know, this is what I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all, it's all really good stuff. And if you've not figured out yet, you know, you have a, you, you have a cheerleader in me in terms of the work that you're doing in terms of the projects. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm such uh, I'm, I'm so, I'm so respectful of just the work that you do. And, and I know how much, how much grinding behind the scenes is required. And I know that the world of just Olympic sports in general need more of an outlet like this, like this book that you're providing. Uh, you. the, the world, the world in general needs it, to be honest, that people need to become more educated with these things. But for anybody that is looking for a, I know it's out there for anybody that's looking for a few samples of, of the photos that are probably going to be coming in the book and, and just to learn more about you, Alex, tell everybody where we can find information about, about you. 
Okay, so the uh, the project uh, right now is on Instagram. I've been, you know, the idea is to post every week up until the Olympics, mm. um, and that's the 2020 project. It's uh, it's 2020 underscore project. That's Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> my website. I'm I'm redoing it because I'm going to be selling the book out of my website. Mm. Uh, actually, it'll be up right now uh, when this gets set, and that's PalumboPhotography.com. P S and Peter A L O M B O photography.com um that is um the new work has some of the imagery um of of the um of the project um and so you can start to see the instagram is really the meat of the of the images the the text there's some text in there but not a lot because of Mm. the because of instagram um but you can see a lot of the meat of the images on, on the Instagram, uh, which again, you know, 2020, 20 underscore project. Um, and that's where, you know, and then there's my Instagram, which is Palumbo photography, uh, mm-hmm. at Palumbo photography, you know, that's awesome. My Instagram also, so. Yeah. Awesome. Well, like you said, this is, this is going to come out right around the time. I, I, I would think that the, the book itself is going to be at least available or in its final final steps and we'll obviously remain in touch in terms of uh, being able to provide that information within this episode but honestly alex it's, it's been an absolute pleasure and i'm so glad that we've been able to do this so many fantastic takeaways and points for people to really in- incorporate into their life but also obviously just really educate people on the lives and the you know the livelihoods let's say of, uh, of people like yourself and the things that you have to actually do just to simply be competitive um so again thank you for your time thank you for your candidness uh just for all this fantastic insight and uh, just best of luck especially with the book okay yeah no thank you very much for having me it's awesome and uh, i love this what you're doing it's people need it people do need it you know totally and i'll send you a book when uh oh, i appreciate when I that yeah yeah I'll, I'll send you one i'm hoping the goal is it's it'll, I'll get them back around March, mid-March. So yeah, uh, I'll send you one. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to that. All right. All the best. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And my thanks again to Alex for joining us on the show today. And as I said at the outskirt of the episode, this was always going to be a slightly unique perspective, let's say, on what it means to be competitive within your career. But hopefully you have a newfound appreciation for what it means to work within the arts, such as photography and how someone like Alex is able to establish success for themselves. In relation to this particular episode and the show as a whole, I always love hearing from you. Be sure to reach out to me through my Instagram if you want, through career underscore competitor. You can always head to the website to find a much easier way of accessing each and every episode, but also a very easy way to get in touch with me directly at careercompetitorpodcast at gmail.com, which you can just connect with me through the website at careercompetitor.com as well. Be sure to subscribe to the show, to follow the show, whichever podcasting platform it is that you opt to listen to me on. But in the meantime, best of luck with everything that you've got going on within your world. And I look forward to bringing you more unique content that will impact your career on levels you maybe never even expected to very soon. Bye for now.